0: Hello, hello. I am Marwat. that is hometown.com and this is the hometown Daily News Show for December 13th, 2022. I don't have a title for today. Uh, I'm running really, really behind schedule. I know that my show was supposed to be on at 6 o'clock. I got sidetracked, and I will make it up uh, tomorrow. I'll be here at 6 o'clock, the next day, etc., etc. Um, I'll try to avoid... Uh, running into this problem in the future, but I'm going to do basically uh, a fast series. I got to get out of here. Um, man, my hair is doing something funky too. Anyway, um, the uh, the news for today is going to go by really quick. I'm just going to go through it and try not to soapbox too much. Um, there's been a lot going on, so let's see what we can do here. The very first article is What is nuclear fusion and what have scientists achieved? And it says here, after 70 years of research, experts in California have for the first time proven ignition is possible and uh, a net positive um, energy output apparently has been created. I did not look into this yet. Um, There was supposed to be something that came out yesterday, uh, but I didn't go digging. I, I was waiting for something to... Pop up in Omtown—that was obvious—but <clears throat> I didn't go looking, grinding through Omtown to find something. But I found something when I was going through the news today. Um, I, I, I really just was like, okay, well, somebody's going to write a summary somewhere, so let's wait and see what happens. But uh, what showed up basically everywhere, and I'm gonna now I'm gonna have to go looking because I don't find anything obvious. Is that? Um, the guardian did a write-up Nicola Davis science correspondent, uh, explains what nuclear fusion is and and what scientists have achieved. And it says, so what is nuclear fusion? Um, you see it every day. It's from the sun. It's basically fusing, um, material ever heavier and the, the sun does it until it hits lead. I think it is. That's the heaviest. Um, material that it can fuse together when it hits lead it basically um will eventually die out um and in the process though it releases energy well to do this as human beings national ignition facility nif at lawrence livermore national laboratory in california use weak laser laser beam to split and the energy amplified to give 192 laser beams um, these are used to heat the walls of a small gold can called a whole room, uh, to more than 3 million, I guess, degrees Celsius. I don't know why they just put an M there, a 3M, um, resulting in the emission of X-rays. These X-rays heat a millimeter-sized capsule within the whole room that contains two forms of hydrogen, deuterium and tritium. So one has two, one has three, um, The uh, heat causes the surface of the capsule to explode outwards, forcing its contents to implode. In other words, apparently, the deuterium and tritium are forced together rapidly at very high pressure and temperature. So um, that's just a, a little bit of it. I don't know if it's... Yeah, yeah, okay. So researchers at NAF have announced for the first time that they have managed to do just that, and the team used... Uh, 2 megajoules of energy to heat the fuel with lasers releasing 3.15 megajoules of energy. They say no that's not a lot of energy that's released is 0.3 kilowatt hours. It takes about 0.2 kilowatt hours to boil a full kettle of water. (laughs) Well, Okay so the reality of this is Nuclear fusion has been a big thing, just kind of like cold fusion has been, except that nuclear fusion is actually a, a reality. And cold fusion is probably further down the line, unless somebody, uh, has, a uh, <clears throat> an incredible discovery, um, an aha moment, kind of a thing, or, uh, an epiphany of some kind about how to do it. Well, this is a little bit more approachable, um, it resulting in a net positive energy though is astonishing really honestly i mean it's pretty amazing um and now it's just the beginning because if it can scale up and continue to generate then we have a small sun if people are going to freak out this is probably what people should be freaking out about creating a small sun um and not being able to control it, that kind of a thing. Oh, no, it's going to be the end of us, just like you know, the Large Hadron Collider was supposed to be the end of us. No, it's just not going to happen that way. Um, we are far more close to you know, blowing each other up than we are creating a black hole in a lab somewhere. The results show that it is it is indeed possible to use laser fusion to generate energy, a crucial proof of principle that will spur on research to develop the technology. Uh, and let's just see how fast it gets weaponized economically um, to extract wealth from everybody instead of changing the dynamic on the planet. Can you imagine actually being able to generate power uh using nuclear well fusion might as well just call it fusion and not throw nuclear around but um create fusion and if it's inexpensive and it's ongoing it's not something that has to be recharged perpetually um or it is relatively inexpensive uh, uh, deuterium and tritium Uh, well i'll have to look into the finances of this um but for crying out loud you know somebody's going to have to somebody will undoubtedly tell me uh somewhere in the next few days because after this video I'll hear about it from somebody that of course somebody's going to have to make excruciatingly large amounts of money off of something that um more than likely was generated off of fundamental research in colleges um, and or used public money I'd have to go and look but I don't know but still this if it is something that is possible to be sustained um, in 20 years is going to be revolutionary. it really is it's going to be an amazing piece of technology. Um, but let's keep on moving. Um, what I'm gonna do though is while I have everybody, I need to fix something because I broke it just now. Um I'm going to clear the old list and I will throw these as we go through it into chat. Um there we go. So this will get added to the showbot and then you can vote on a uh, showbot if you so choose. If you hit exclamation point showbot it will give you a link to hometown.showbutt.tv, where all of the articles reside. Um, from there, you can go through hometown to all of the actual sources uh, that I'm discussing. Uh, all of this information will also be in the show notes. So don't forget, you can go to the podcast as well, uh, wherever you want to pick up a podcast. It's everywhere. Nowadays, just search for hometown, you'll find me. Um, okay, so the next article is over in four wheel tech. Mercedes built a concept car for avatar and the, the people who put this together uh, over at Ars Technica, um, drove it. <laughs> so I won't get into this uh, on, uh, hometown. I'll just go over to the, uh, site and Abigail Bassett is the author of this. The collaboration may seem odd, but it made sense after they drove it. Um, this is, oh, this is a, a very similar car to another one that um, used omnidirectional wheels and had that same type of sled look almost like you're um, in a kind of like a such a hyper reclined position that it's really not reasonable. <laughs> um, but it's a it's a great looking concept vehicle. Yeah, this is interesting. only problem with this kind of thing is one little bump, and you're going to end up in the glove box if there is one. It might be the frunk. At any rate, um, it's a great-looking car. Avatar, uh, as a movie, as an IP, it, that's how it's written here. It's a quote. Avatar, as a movie, as an IP, across all the things we do, has something... That a lot of movies don't have, which is an ethos. John Landau, CEO of Lightstorm Entertainment and Academy Awards-winning producer of Avatar, said via video conference at the event that they attended um, in Manhattan Beach, California, and that uh, we believe these movies are about something. That they change or challenge us to look at our world a little differently, to understand. That our actions have an impact on people around us and the world around us. And we're looking for partners who share in the same type of ethos. And Landau believes that Mercedes really has a vision for a sustainable future. Yeah. As long as really expensive cars are involved in it. Um... I'm going to hustle on through. I won't, I won't soapbox about anything. So let's go. Uh, the next article is over in the word in tech Westworld is leaving HBO max. Um, just over a month after HBO canceled this one, it it's once hit original show Westworld. It's planning on yanking the back catalog from its streaming service. According to variety deadline, IndieWire and the rap It's currently not clear when Westworld will be removed from Warner Brothers Discovery uh, flagship streaming service, but it likely won't be alone. The reports indicate that HBO's Love Life and The Nevers will also have to find new homes. Uh, Apparently, the three shows were available still when The Verge checked in on it. And yeah, it says here uh, Mitchell Clark is the author of this article over at TheVerge.com. It that it's leaving but um really to me westworld went sideways um i'm not sure what happened between the last um season and the previous season but it went really wonky with this black goo kind of thing um spread a a virus Uh, a virus, I'm not sure what it is really, Uh, using flies to infect people, if you haven't watched this, then I'm spoiling the hell out of it really, apologies but after this much uh, dead time between the end of a series and, and me talking about it you know I don't think spoiler warnings really matter at this point it's like me telling you that Dumbledore dies um, oh I know oh Shocker, but anyway, uh, the cut is reportedly happening during a financial review at the company, according to Deadline, which reports that they're likely to resurface on other platforms. Yeah, sure. Um, Plus, like I said, Westworld (laughs) went off the tracks, really. Um, I I, I think it it lost its way, and um, maybe... Maybe what really needs to happen is it needs to leave HBO Max like it's doing and uh, somebody else pick it up and and give it some new blood and pull it back into whatever its message was. Whatever it's doing now is really wonky, at least in my perspective. Uh, But let's keep on going. I won't I won't slow this train down. I'm going to keep on hustling through the news. Um, Probably my shortest show ever. Um, only because today has been a really weird day. Um, the next article is over in the Hatch Ideas channel. Walmart rolled out self is uh, has and is going to continue to roll out self-checkout to streamline operations and reduce labor, but employees and customers say it's causing a surge in thefts. Um, Walmart CEO Doug McMillan said stores could close if the rising tide of theft isn't stemmed. Okay, change culture... I, you know, um, you know when, when people lack opportunity and they think that they can take something for free, uh, then they'll do it. Uh, they do it online all the time. They, they uh, do it in real life in certain areas with relative ease. Um, Says so here, customers and employees blame self-checkout, which Walmart has increasingly relied on. the thefts the theft expert or a theft expert said automation inherently means there's going to be less eyes on a transaction true um but you know i am socially naive in the fact that i think that it's all about society learning that theft is bad color me shocked right but if society would realize that theft is bad then thieving would stop but apparently that's not really ingrained in people i'm not sure how it's not but apparently it is um when you're younger and you do stupid things to some degree i i'm like okay fine um you you did something stupid maybe it wasn't really ingrained in you well enough but um for crying out loud don't don't do it particularly if you have the ability to drive over to a walmart um of your own accord and go into a walmart a walmart um you you really can't get less expensive than a walmart it's written into the contracts (laughs) um if, if you can't, then you shouldn't be, you know, all that energy, the potential of going to jail because of it, maybe, just maybe, you should focus on something other than potentially felony crimes. But again, you know, sometimes people make mistakes. But law enforcement will eventually catch them. I suppose if they keep on doing it, if it's a one-time thing, then maybe it'll never happen again. Maybe they'll have a crisis of conscience and either return it or stop their uh, thieving ways. Um, but automation isn't really the problem. Society is when somebody doesn't think that they have an opportunity uh, to do anything other than steal and run away and risk the jail time. Uh, the society has a bigger problem and it isn't automation in and of itself. Well, businessinsider.com wrote an article, uh, about this Walmart rollout of self-checkout, uh, and Ben Tobin is the author of it. <clears throat> uh, Walmart is down just kind of flat. Um, they include the little ticker on the site and customers and, and employees are blaming self-checkout. All right. There is an uptick. Sure. Um, Closing the stores that isn't really going to help anything except the businesses, bottom line. Um, so go ahead and put, go ahead and put your um, store back the way it was. Put people in there, if that's really what needs to happen to stop people from stealing stuff. It says they need to hire cashiers again and do away with many uh, so many self-checkouts or they can do self checkouts and have people there um, monitoring, making sure that people aren't going through the exit before they check out. Oh, sorry, go over there go over there and check out. How about that? Just include more people that are telling other people, go check out, go check out because loss doesn't happen just at the front cash wrap. Loss happens deep in the store where people are picking stuff up and putting it in their pocket or picking stuff up. And like this one thing that I saw recently, um, it might've been Walmart. I don't remember the title of it anymore, but there was a guy that walked out of a store with a cart full of tools and eventually got attacked by vigilantes. He dropped everything except one kind of consolation prize. And then eventually had to protect himself, I think with said consolation prize. Um, But it's really up to society to, stop people from stealing things from a store. And if you see it, then tell management and there, but there is this thing where a a person can't stop somebody from taking something from a store because there's liability. Well, that's actually the business yet again, trying to save money because they, they will get sued by some uh, attorney that says, well, they stole something and they got hurt in the process of exiting the store because there were people that tried to stop this person from exiting the store. And that's not their job. That's law enforcement's job. And so the individual gets sued, the company gets sued. Um, and in the, in an effort to mitigate liability where the employee or somebody, innocent bystander stops, being an innocent bystander and, and goes and stops somebody from stealing. They litigate against the company as well as the person who is stealing, suing the company. The result ends up being everybody hands off, let the thief take what they want. And now people are complaining that automation is going to be the reason why people are stealing. Well, what do you want to do there company? Do you want to save money to, by preventing theft? Well, then get more people in the store that are actually have the ability to stop thieves because theft isn't going to stop of its own accord until all of society suddenly has uh, an epiphany like uh, fusion research. Oh, oh, theft is bad. Oh, okay. Now I get it. And usually that actually happens with somebody that is young and impressionable, maybe hanging out with the wrong crowd because somebody actually got away with it once. um, They steal something and sometimes they feel bad or it just fades away. It never happens again. But there are people out there that will take advantage of it. Well, put the people back in the store. That seems like the obvious thing, but got to save money. And when i can fire eight people and and put eight kiosks and one person in charge of all of them uh, i'm surprised that in some areas theft is going to shoot through the roof okay well that's enough of me soapboxing about that one um and like i said today's going to be a short show i'm going to have to get out of here Um, But I'm putting all of the articles into uh, ShowBot. You can go over to ometown.showbot.tv and look at all of the articles. It'll eventually be in the uh, show notes. Uh, All of the ones on Twitch have the past show notes um, and the articles. And you can get the podcast as well. So Just a reminder because um, the last couple of days um, I didn't do the uh, podcast so fast. But I'll be doing it more often now. Um, This next article, though, is Tim Cook admits that iPhones use Sony camera sensors. Um, This is in the Word and Tech. The only reason why I put this in here is I'm surprised that people are shocked uh, enough to write an article about it. This is over at The Verge. Um, So let's just go straight over to The Verge. Um, Tim Cook admits that iPhones use Sony camera sensors. It's a rare confirmation of the components that go into iPhone. Quote, we've been partnering with Sony for over a decade, Cook said. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm not really surprised by that. Sony makes really good uh, uh, materials. And so why would you not go to the source? It's not like um, Apple produces every single component. So I'm not really surprised. It They just happen to have a really good partnership with Sony for that particular element um, of their iPhone. And I'm surprised that it's just the iPhone m- or at least the disclosure only says the iPhone in this particular quote. John Porter is the author of this article over at The Verge. And it says here, Apple largely keeps tight-lipped about the specifics of hardware components that go into each iPhone, so outright confirmation that it used Sony camera sensors for over a decade is notable. Apple's website tends to list... uh, the specs of each iPhone's uh, camera, such as resolution, aperture, field of view, rather than the specific components used, naturally. I don't think anybody actually discloses, pardon me, um, exactly which component it is. Every once in a while, somebody will tout it because something else, well, how can I put it? people tout the various elements to give their particular um total device uh provenance right so if i say that i've got a sony um camera element then the rest of my device is of it's implied that the rest of my device is of that quality as well when in reality You know, the rest of it could be junk. I just have a really good camera. Um, That's not saying that the iPhone is junk by any stretch. Just an implication that when somebody actually does tout that they have something of great quality, doesn't necessarily mean the rest of the device is. But it's to gain attention that it has that element to people who value that particular element. Um, So... It says, that said, numerous reports and industry rumors over the years have pointed towards Apple's use of Sony hardware. Yeah. And they do this with other things as well. People have figured out certain elements of it come from this place or that place. Um, And insiders and manufacturers know where they get things like the incoming USB-C port can be acquired by the same manufacturer as this Chinese manufacturer. Um, Again, Apple doesn't produce every single element. So why are people surprised that it happens to be Sony? One of the best in creating camera optics. Um, so let's move on to the next article. This one was interesting because just um, the dumpster fire that is uh, Twitter continues to set, I guess, temperature records. Uh, maybe that can be used in the hot fusion Uh, experiments going on in California Um, Twitter abruptly dissolves safety council moments before meeting now this is just a council of about a hundred or so individuals from various places Um, and it had been in operation for six seven years and it's designed to um, I guess keep informed of the environmental conditions of Twitter so that it can address as this article says uh, hate speech child exploitation suicide self-harm and other problems on the platform but right before meeting um elon musk's uh twitter decided to dissolve the council uh, get so the name here is the council of trust and safety so the trust and safety council got dissolved um and this is right around the same time that you can See tweets about prosecuting Fauci and an increased tick on um, threats against someone uh, involved in the mm, let's well the safety and operation of uh, Twitter. So Yol Roth is the person. Um, as you can see there, it says forced to flee their home amid personal attacks. Yes. <laughs> um, Come on now, people just, <laughs> this is, this is just somebody that's on Twitter for crying out loud. Um, they have no impact on the reality of your life. Uh, and, uh, but I guess when Elon Musk says something, then you'll have to jump at that. Um. The council was an advisory group of nearly 100 independent civil human rights and other organizations that the company formed in 2016 to address hate speech, child exploitation, etc. It's kind of ridiculous that this shouldn't be an external council that still provides oversight on the trust and safety of Twitter. It just is an outside whistleblower now. So stay formed together, council become the, the trust and safety council um, for Twitter and other sites. But are these people getting paid compensated in some way? They they're largely a social um, justice council. They, they should still maintain oversight and publish their findings. I guarantee you that their free speech rights will be, you know, free speech rights will be violated the moment that they post something on Twitter that's relevant to Twitter's trust and safety. If they're external to it and they are posting these things, um, their findings of various commentaries that are posted on Twitter that might, oh, I don't know, um, be outright lies and frauds and violations of terms of use. Um, and common sense and decency. And by decency, I mean some simple baseline decency. There are certain things that you just can't do, right? Like hate speech, child exploitation, suicide, self-harm. You know, if people are, are contemplating publicly suicide on Twitter, I don't think that it should be something that's just left to the four winds until somebody um, actually takes their life. Um, they should be kind of provided a mechanism to seek assistance. I don't have anything readily available to do that PSA kind of a thing um, here, but I should. I really should. Whenever I mention something like self-harm and suicide, I should have a phone number. Um, But I I didn't go into this um, (laughs) news today uh, with this in mind. It just, I I was reading it from this Um, right now. I hadn't read this article, so. At any rate i will i will do just that I, whenever i mention something like this in the future i will have a, a a resource readily available um because there should be something that's readily available it should be integrated into twitter um, to address these things um, it should flag automatically hate speech and child exploitation suicide self-harm and other problem problems on the platform I don't see why that should not be in existence. Even if it is not directly tied to Twitter, this council should exist um, to facilitate helping society become a better society. It's not stopping you from expressing yourself either. It's not stopping you from uh, you... uh, taking uh, i don't know how to describe it because it's much bigger than a, a pithy statement um it's a long longer term broader conversation um but it says as head of trust and safety at twitter roth was involved in many of the platform's decisions about what posts to remove and what accounts to suspend his communication with other twitter officials have been posted in recent days as part of what musk has dubbed the twitter files a series of internal documents that musk has shared and disseminated on the platform via journalists, including Matt, Ta- uh, Taibi, um, Taiby, I think it is. And Barry Weiss. Um, by the way, confidential information being released by other people is a violation of your NDA. But when the CEO of the newly acquired Twitter discloses this confidential information of requests to remove things from a, from a company that was run by a CEO, but was much more transparent, overt about it's goings ons, then it's a violation. But when the new CEO starts throwing out all of these things, Those confidential informations are no longer confidential informations, right? It's, it's the Twitter files. Look, if, if somebody or a government decides that they want to ask Twitter to remove something and Twitter complies, it isn't a violation of jack shit. I'm going to move on to the next article. It's a business decision. It's a business decision. Anyway, Hatch Ideas is the next channel um, location for where this was aggregated from BusinessInsider.com. Um, crypto exchange Binance freezes withdrawals of stablecoin USDC. I don't think that anything should be allowed to use USD and its acronym for funds. Um, it it muddies the water. So. As uh, rattled investors pull $2 billion in funds, which is chunk change in the grand scheme of cryptocurrency, leading crypto exchange. And there. there's a typo in there. A summary. Binance temporarily halted withdrawals of USDC stablecoin. Not so stable. On Tuesday, customers have pulled over $2 billion in funds in 24 hours as concerns about its stability grow. Questions. And all of this, this valuation, this $2 billion Uh, valuation is based on the fact that it's pegged to the real us dollar so it actually has zero value this is this is junk this is junk it has no backing no stability in any way all it takes is somebody to screw up their leveraged manipulation of their other uh crypto whatever paper um, and throw it around everywhere willy-nilly, hoping that it doesn't collapse. But when it all starts collapsing, because there's a regulation that leads to the requirement of certain uh, stabilizing policies and procedures and liquidity. And that liquidity is still, again, that $2 billion is pegged to the real U.S. dollar. That's where it gets its value. None, none of the other stuff matters. This valuation is crap because if it would have been $60,000, then suddenly this cryptocurrency and Binance itself is worth more just because it does transactions that ultimately are valued at a US currency. This is all early adopters and people that have the ability to take advantage of this stuff, literally taking advantage of this stuff. This wouldn't exist. This wouldn't exist and nobody would care except for the fact that there are people that are really pushing this because they're they have a vested interest in its ability to persist and be pegged at the US dollar believe me i know how finance works it's it's not a big deal it's not a concept that is suddenly magical and arcane it's it's simply the creation of Something that is uh, fear of missing out by a multitude of people who have made millions. Yes, they have, but they have to make those real millions. They have to either leverage the cryptocurrency and then have to pay back the gap when the margin call is actually called, um, or they sell their crypto for real us dollars and then invest the real us dollars somewhere partially probably back into some marginally cheaper crypto that they believe is going to increase in in price hence Binance existence well anyway george glover over at uh, businessinsider.com put this together um i i have nothing else really to say about it questions about binance's reserves and potential investigation are in focus after ftx's collapse Customers have pulled 2 billion in funds in 24 hours as concerns about its stability grow. Um, calling something a stable coin is uh, marketing, just like crypto is marketing. If nobody were to accept crypto tomorrow, crypto would be worthless. Yeah. And I think that there's something bigger about Binance anyway. Um, just follow the money. And, I, <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's something else that's going to come out about Binance. I don't know what it is, and, and I just think that all of this is just kind of hinky. Anyway, uh, Binance halted USDC withdrawals after customers pulled over $2 billion. You shouldn't be able to stop the withdrawal of anything. If somebody wants their freaking money, you should have to give it up even at a bank, you don't have the money in the bank, then your fricking bank should collapse because you're leveraging my value, my wealth, my money. If you're, if you don't let me have all of my money when I make my call, yeah, you should be brought up on charges of theft. Um, anyway, according to data from blockchain intelligence platform, Nansen, they paused. Um, Later on, I I think uh, maybe a a couple hours later or something like that, they um, said everything is normal. What you heard is what? I don't know. Not true. Um, But apparently they actually did re-activate it. I'm not sure, though. I didn't look beyond this, um, beyond the pause. So I'll just keep on hustling through the news. Um, the next article is in the Daily News show. Uh, Ram recalls 1.25 million trucks because their tailgates can open unexpectedly. I hate it when my tailgate opens unexpectedly. Stellantis is recalling about 1.25 million pickup trucks because the tailgates may not close completely and the cargo could spill out onto the road. I hate it when my trunk or my tailgate opens randomly and stuff falls out. Uh, Stellantis is recalling about 1.4 million trucks worldwide, though. And um, this is going to be uh, maybe a simple fix. Go and get it repaired. Um, changing the locking mechanism so or the catch mechanism so that it stays closed. It says here dealers will inspect the tailgate striker al- uh, alignment and adjust it if necessary. Customers will be notified starting January 27th. In the meantime, Stellantis says owners should make sure that they secure their cargo in the beds. That's right. I'd probably be taking (laughs) my truck to the dealer earlier to see if there is some way to get it adjusted. I would rather have my tailgate locking shut tighter. There might be surgery involved. If your tailgate opens randomly and junk falls out. Um, this next article is, uh, Brian Lord talks, ICM, uh, acquisition, Bob Iger's return class and, uh, glass onion fate and the chance of a strike in 2023 at variety's dealmakers breakfast. Um, I had read something about this previously. And so what I was really interested in, in this article, it's over at variety.com by Cynthia Littleton. And, um, is the glass onion fate comment. And so let's see um, where it might be. So there's the intro uh, talking about ICM partners during the conversation with Claudia Eller, Variety's chief production officer. Um, CAA's $750 million acquisition has spurred speculation again that the agency will eventually go public. um let's see but lord says that they have no plans to go public why would they i mean unless they want a whole bunch of stakeholders a much larger board and um, have to wait to get their money out let's see there's a lot in this article so i would suggest following the link and going over to Uh, The Variety article, but let's talk about this. There it is. Uh, Glass Onion, the first of two sequels, performed well in its one-week box office run last month. But Eller pressed him on whether Netflix, quote, left money on the table because you know what you got to do, right? Extract every single penny across the board at all times uh, by pulling it from multiplexes so quickly. Well, Lord said that the answer will come when Glass Onion debuts on Netflix next month because there was a short window where it was um, played in movie theaters and now it's going to go back to Netflix. It says here we'll find out in January. I'm not sure why the, they paused so widely. I would have had it switched over to Netflix so fast so that you could take advantage of the Christmas period. Um, but anyway, we'll find out in January when we know what it does to the platform and whether we supercharged it or hurt it. He said that it, he, that they think that it was supercharged and that they think that Netflix will evolve to a model no matter what they say. That is a longer window theatrically. They'll have to in order to compete if they want good directors and good actors in their projects. I'm not quite sure why that matters. More and more is switching to uh, streaming and it's a change in culture. If the... Uh, If the value is lost because people are moving to online, then theater dies. The prospect of writing a contract where, well, they'll get X amount from theater dies and everything switches over to streaming. And so the contracts will change that they get X from streaming. And there is the potential that more people will stream if there are no other options. This is constraining your strategic advantage. If you have the ability to make a market move, then that's, what's going to happen. You, you can shift everything and your market will move with you. And you might lose some on the trailing edge, but you are the one that's in control of this market to a point. Society will move with you, but society may say, no, we want this. I don't think that's what's happening. I think that more people are adopting with high-speed internet extending further and further. More people are adopting streaming to the comfort of their own home and not having to worry about sticky seats or people with their phones. Um, I was in a movie theater once where somebody was talking into the butt of their phone, you know, the foot or whatever. You know, they were talking like this, blah, 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 blah. I wanted to wing a, an entire chair at him, but anyway, eventually they stopped like quick because everybody was looking at him. Um, at any rate, so it says here uh, we recognized about a dozen years ago that the studios weren't developing the movies that their clients wanted to. Lord said uh, we want we had to turn inward and develop and hire people that had the skill set uh, that could recognize material and find the writers and directors and stars that uh, to exist in those stories. And eventually, I think what they ended up saying is that um, basically talent reps are going to be the solution. Oh, there it is. Actually, they say it in the thing. That role has fallen increasingly on talent representatives. So I don't think um, that movie theaters are where it's going to be in the future. Um, It'll be more of a niche market, it's always going to be to some degree, uh, a, a ineffective market. Uh, but I really think that it's going, it's all owned by only a few movie theater companies nowadays. Um, so competition is non-existent. Um, regions are now just kind of stuck, Uh, so well defined that uh, you have a movie theater here you have a movie theater over here independent movie theaters can't afford it because the bigger ones are paying more for the licensing so it prices out the smaller ones Um, and in some well that's a longer business discussion Um, but at any rate it just kind of sucks that big business is pricing out the smaller theaters. um, And really consumers are the ones that are going to be paying the price. Okay. And finally, um, in what I didn't think was ever going to happen, Apple is supposedly preparing to allow third-party app stores into the ecosystem by 2024. Supposedly, the European law changes that'll come into play in 2024 are going to force Apple to allow third-party app stores to exist in the iPhone and iPad ecosystem. Um, I would be, I don't know, I'm bummed by this idea because the security footprint of Apple is going to be mm different and um i really don't like it uh, how they're gonna do it i don't know but i hope that apple is the one that's going to be doing the auditing of software and not put the pure onus on the consumer to protect themselves because you don't know what you don't know and nobody is sitting there <laughs> uh with uh uh Wireshark and a firewall um mining the data and making sure that an app is secure and that the behind-the-scenes app isn't sitting there exfiltrating to two different locations. Um, uh, it's, <laughs> there's just so much wrong with this. Uh, but it says here Apple is reportedly bracing itself for European Union law changes that will come into force in 2024 and is preparing for third-party app stores to exist in the iPhone and iPad the introduction of the digital markets act by the EU. There's some wrongheadedness about certain things. And this is definitely to me, Apple is a vertical dunk. It has created the storefront for its own ecosystem dunk. Um, the, this is not, uh, I, I, I don't know what it's not other than the opposite of what it is. So, why, why is Apple being forced to expose itself to third-party, uh, storefronts? It, it'll cause it. Okay. So let me finish there. The thing, um, by the EU will stand, uh, to cause major changes for app marketplace operators like Apple specifically by allowing third-party app stores to exist on iPhone and iPad. Um, With the rule changes on the horizon, Apple is said to be getting ready to fall into compliance. So this entire paragraph is basically saying one thing. The Digital Markets Act by the EU is going to force Apple to allow third-party app stores to exist on its platform. And I think it's wrong-headed. Malcolm Owen is the author of this over at AppleInsider.com. And let's see if there's more. Uh, There's always more. um, But says the Digital Markets Act applies to companies who provide browsers, messaging services, or social media to at least 45 million monthly end users in the EU. At the same time, they must have 10,000 annual business users, a market cap of at least 75 billion euros, or a yearly turnover of 7.5 billion euros. Um, well, that's easy for Apple. Um, probably the biggest dog on the block. Um Let's see. I want to see where um, they find the value in this. It, it isn't about competition because Apple is allowing anybody into the Apple store. This has to be about the uh, commission. And the commission is what is empowering Apple to do what it does, dedicate staff and infrastructure to supporting the the, the marketing and, uh, continued existence of the Apple store. Uh, It says Apple has also claimed to be putting a significant amount of resources into the effort though. Some engineers apparently see it as distracting from feature development. I agree. Um, the report claims that changes will enable third-party app stores to be used without the app store itself. Doing so would allow apps to avoid Apple's various app store based restrictions for security and safety as well as the 30% store commission. You know what? What's gonna end up happening is um, cybersecurity of your device is going to be compromised when you use a third party app store until uh, somehow there is enough integrity imparted on your app store of choice. Uh, that you can trust it, but I'm never going to trust anything other than the Apple app store. They have way too much to risk or at risk, um, by screwing up the security profile. Um, and you're not going to be able to get, you're not going to be able to get into my Apple devices remotely. You will have to be sitting on my lap to use my, to, to break into my phone or my iPad. Uh, my Apple TV, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. it's just not going to happen. You'd have to compromise on Apple servers, um, one of those products. And has it happened in the past? Apparently, yeah. But you know what that 30% pays for? Somebody hauling ass to repair it, pull that app, ban the person if they were willfully complicit in compromising an app, etc., etc., etc. Um, so we'll see. There have always been sideloading options for um, devices, so this basically just, (laughs) I guess, enumerates having a sideloading option as a a third-party app store. I guess we'll see how it fares in the future, but I think it's wrong-headed. Anyway, um, I am Marewatt. That is hometown.com. Thank you very much for coming and hanging out. I know a few people have come in and left. Um, i hope they got something out of the show it's just new show that covers the last 24 hours and hopefully some of the hottest topics Uh, what's really interesting is that i hear about my show uh, topics that other people that do a similar type of show talk about on their show um, but their show is uh, massively popular Uh, and i'm just now starting out so please tell a friend uh, have them come with you and chat with me about the stuff uh in 2023 i'm going to be ramping up the number of hours that i am doing the show um uh, i will say that it's probably going to be two to three hours um a show uh for hometown daily news show and then afterward i'm going to be focusing on doing vr right out of the gate Um, as well as uh, the plan is to bring five more um shows the daily news show will be a daily show and then five new shows. Um, you know, once a week. It will be the new shows, not dailies. Um but we'll see how it goes. Uh, that's I've got a couple more weeks of planning and um, I, I need to I need to focus. So that was one of the things that was really weighing on me today, which slowed me down. Um, but that's it for today there's no outgoing music i'm not playing any uh, music behind underneath me here Um, so when you hear quiet it's because i'm not playing music anymore Um, yeah it was just an extra kind of thing and i don't know if it really added so let me know in comments or you can hit um, exclamation point s and leave me a message or and that'll go into the showbot so everybody can see it. Um, I'll delete anything that is um, unwanted. <laughs> I'll put it to you that way. And um you can also do exclamation point showbot, and that'll give you the URL to where all of the other um URLs to Ohmtown are. So hometown.showbot.tv has this list and you'll be able to vote on articles that you find interesting. And let me know what maybe my audience is interested in. Um, I, I tend to have people lurking, uh, which is awesome. Uh, but I'd really like to be able to hear your voice, even if it's in text or vote or elsewhere. I'd love for you to influence my show um, unless I'm doing everything right. And then I guess uh, there's no need to uh, you know make, throw something at me. Okay, that's it. I'm rambling. I'll see you uh, tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, unless we get hit by an asteroid or something. Uh, I intend to do a show every single night um, in perpetuity. So hope to see you. Ciao.